Welcome back to Barely D&D, your sort of Dungeons & Dragons podcast. This is your resident Dungeon Master, Zach, and we are here to bring you the second part of the little one-shot mini-series of the Tales of Bulgrog and Eek, Iron and Brass. We pick back up with Bulgrog and Eek along with their assorted allies, finishing their secret mission, infiltrating the underground dungeon of the Brass Company where their stash is held, trying to recover the riches and bring it back to the Crime Lord. There's not a whole lot of additional fanfare or hullabaloo on this one, so we're just going to get you right back into the adventure. But if you're interested in this sort of content, these are the sort of individual and original one-shots that are present on the Patreon, so there's more information in the podcast on that. You can also go to baileydnd.com to get references for Bulgorganique, but more than anything, we appreciate you joining us for this adventure, and let's get back into the action. go back to the top of the initiative. Eek, what are you doing? Uh, I'm not gonna do that again, and I'm gonna try to <laughs> shoot one of them with my arrow. Okay, which one do you want to shoot? Um. You have line of sight on the big one, and this one in front of Dane. Which one has taken damage? The one in front of Dane is the most injured. Okay, I'm gonna do that one. Okay, roll to hit. With advantage. His rogues. Okay. 21. 21. We'll hit. 21. And I can do sneak attack on each one. It's not just a one time thing. Okay, cool. Rogues are powerful. Double checking. You only get one attack as a rogue, right? Yes. Yes. You're saying on each attack, in each turn, can she do sneak attack? Oh, yes, yes, yes. One. I got you. 21 guns. Lay down your arms. 26 points of piercing. 26. 26. This thing has one hit point left. What does it look like as you take this thing to a centimeter of its life? Um, is this, this isn't the one that's been barbed, right? So this one's not. No, this is a Um, fresh one. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I don't know. You explain it actually. Okay. Um, it expert, same thing. You dart out from the rock. You hold up the crossbow. You close your eyes for some reason, and the bolt just out from the darkness. And again, just like right in one side and out the other, and you can hear it. You can hear the bolt skip somewhere on the other side of the room. And the creature, the creature turns and looks at you, hissing, and then suddenly falters and falls over, almost falling to the ground. And then has to like, like writhe and write itself undulating and collapsing on its own muscular structure as you must have pierced part of whatever spine is central in its structure if it has some or maybe you've pierced some interior in part of its nervous system and the wild thing is there's no big spray, spray of gore there's no massive wound there's just a small entrance wound a small exit wound and blood is just pouring outward this grayish purple sloppy blood very congealed Heck yeah. Um, and it's it's quivering it's barely completing motions its tentacles are writhing in random direction as its nervous system is shot um, next initiative we're going to go to Birgrig um, and he is going to try and smack the man in front of him with a mace. Is he, or is he going to do something else? No, he's going to go ahead and cast Inflict Wounds at third level. Oh, we love a good Inflict Wounds moment. We from love a good Inflict Wounds around. Yeah, here. we do. <laughs> it, sorry to interrupt. Did he keep this concentration? Uh, yes, because Inflict Wounds. Oh, thank you. Yes, he saved for concentration. Thank you, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Okay, roll hot, roll hot, roll hot. 
miss. Um, so <laughs> he reaches out with a, a spiral of magic around his hand. He reaches out to the Grick in front of him, and its tentacles slap his hands away as the magic just <laughs> dissipates. And he goes, that was not what I was going for. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's going to miss that attack. Um, next initiative, we go to Puppy. Okay, I have a question. If I if I take an action, I can't use the extra attack, right? Like I if have do to do an, an action attack. Other action. Than, if you do the action other than attack, you cannot multi-attack. Okay, understood. Um, how close am I to Bulgrog? Bulgrog. You are directly next to everyone except for Eek. Okay, you are so literally like, five feet away from every other creature. Okay, yeah. so I can reach out to him. Okay, I'm gonna, as an action, I'm actually gonna reach out and touch Bulgrog, and um, you can, I don't, I don't have a D3, so you can, you can roll that. Or... It can just be a D4 minus one. Okay. I have a D3. So you can roll a D3, and Bulgrok will regain one expended spell slot, the level of which equals the number rolled or lower. That's voice. awesome. That's and sick. Yeah. What's the result of the roll, Daniel? I got a one. Ah. That's Sorry. a first level slot. He didn't have expended. Nice. Sick. Um, so you reach out where there's a flare of magic, and as it pushes uh, across, and Bulgrok goes, That was amazing. I don't know what it did. <laughs> Um, um, did you do anything else with your turn? If I... I'm not used to fighting up close to people. If I yeah. take a step back, does that give you an opportunity? An opportunity. Yeah. Okay, then I'm just gonna stay where I'm at. <laughs> and keep yeah. raging. Yeah. Good. Um, uh, next in initiative is Dane. Uh, Dane will reach out to the one that is at the centimeter of his life and see if he can close the gap. Um, well, I got a nat one. Well, that's not gonna do it. Um, I will try again. Uh, and I got a ten on that one. So both of my attacks wildly miss, as I did not expect them to be so close. I guess. And I'm just like forward at the Grick, and as you all have been rocking and battling in this chamber, a rock has loosened from the ceiling above, falls down, <laughs> hits you in the head. And um, you go, ow, and you startle Bulgrog, and he farts, and then uh, you miss wildly for your second hit and miss. And uh, the Grick looks kind of sorry for you for a second. Um, next initiative, we go to the Greeks. So this one's going to try to hit Bulgrog. Miss. Miss. Okay, on this uh, one. Wisdom yep. saves, right? Wisdom saves. Thank you. I got you. Failure. Failure. <laughs> Failure! Let's roll some damage. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. It's hailing so hard right now. It's hailing? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what size? I have no idea. My th I keep hearing my dad open the doors to like check. That's funny. There. I hate that. <laughs> okay, give me a second here. I'm doing quick maths. You're good. Maths? Okay. The Bulgurgs run around in circles and bang, 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 bang hit. <laughs> and they go, and they smack Gricks with uh, buttons, and they smack this button Grick to death. Yeah. And then the one in front of Bulgurg is beaten toward uh, within an inch of its life, and the one in front of uh, Poppy, the uh, that mag, that giant uh, 
uh, oh my goodness. Brick. It's not a worm. It's a. It's not a maggot. maggot. Sure. The ma the giant maggot like Alpha Grick um, is starting to show some signs of damage. It's got some wounds in the front of it. And uh, then the other one missed him twice. The other one doesn't get an opportunity at um, Dane. So now uh, the Alpha Grick is going to try and mess up Poppy. That's going to hit by a lot. That's going to hit by a lot. You roll higher than 19? three attacks? No, two. Oh. Roll twice. Sorry. Okay, give me a second. Okay. So that's just gonna, oh, wow, that's a lot of damage. That's yeah. a lot of damage. It's all halved. It's not that much. Okay, so that's... Daniel, uh, do you know what book is right there with the raven, the kinku on it? It's Humblewood. Sick. Yeah. I got oh, it. Yeah, okay, hold on. That's where my subclass is coming out of it. Okay. I'm um, 26 points of slashing and piercing, but the nice thing is you're raging, so it's going to get so reduced get... to 13. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the huge alpha grick reaches down, uh, reaches around your back, and lashes at you with tentacles. And as they cut outward on your back, the huge beak tries to pierce into your chest, but there's this flourish of magic that pushes each of the impacts away and lessens on you. And... Um, Somewhere out there, um, that one Evanescence song everyone knows plays. Love that one. You know the one. I can't remember the name, but you know it. I just sang it. Yeah, oh. that one. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, it didn't. The singing didn't come through. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, it didn't. No, 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 no. no. How does it go? No. Okay, it you have again good. reached volume. The mic cannot process. That's fine. Wake me up inside. Yeah, there we go. That yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it sort of echoes down the hallways. Um, and next initiative, we go back to the top and we go to Eek. I'll shoot him with my arrow. Shoot him, Lizbeth. I'm gonna. That was a it really deep cut. Was. Twenty-one. Twenty-one will hit. Twenty-one. Wait, which one are you shooting? The big guy, well, sorry. Line of sight on the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big dude. Mm. 21 guns. Lay down your arms. Poop in your hands. 16 points of piercing. 16 points of piercing? What does it look like if you do a bunch of damage to it? Um, I feel like I'm gonna shoot it where it goes like right over Poppy's head. So like... She can hear it, you know, like whiz by. Oh, heck just... yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it. That's incredible. <laughs> um, the dart flies across and it just disappears into the Grick. Yeah. It just gets lost inside of it. And the creature just... <laughs> and a bunch of saliva like pours out of its mouth and blood like just flows out of the wound like a river. Um, that's sick. Then you can bonus action hide. So, is it bloodied? Uh, what was the to what was the total hit points again, Kara? Uh, 16. 16. 16. Yeah. Let me do some quick moths. Quick moths. It is just bloodied. Um, the whole creature looks okay, but blood is gushing out of that wind, out of that wound. Nerd. Ned. Um. Alrighty. 
Um, next in initiative is Bilgrag. Bilgrag is going to try and smack him with inflict wounds again. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna he's gonna target the big one. Is the is the thing? Oh wait, never mind. Just kidding. You're right. Three. <laughs> he he goes. Why am I always? <laughs> Uh, he reaches out with his hand. The magic, he summons the magic again, and he goes, Lyra shall banish! And then another rock falls on his ceiling and pff, hits him in the head, and he goes, Okay, I think I'm concussed now! And he, he misses with his magic. Um, uh, so that's his turn. Great. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> way to go, buddy! Um, next initiative, we go to Poopy. Hi. <laughs> uh, she doesn't like this thing in front of her, because it smacked her around and that was rude uh so she's gonna like in one swift motion like put the flail back on her side and grab her great axe oh heck yeah i don't have to use an action for that right i mean i uh, don't it's some dms rule but i call it a free action that's awesome okay cool uh so she's gonna grab that great axe and she is going to just like try to swing twice at it like boom and boom and i'm gonna roll for those Heck yeah. Recklessly. Recklessly. Hey. Recklessly. You know what? Let's do it recklessly. Why not? Heck yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, let me do the first one. Okay, I just roll at advantage, right? Is what I do with that? Yes. Okay. So, the first one is going to be... I'm gonna go check the hail. It sounds really bad. Okay. <laughs> The first one's gonna be a dirty 20. Wow. That's good. that's gonna hit. And the second one's gonna be a 21. That'll hit. So damage? Yes. Do you want me to do it separately or just like all together? Not it didn't matter. Do I add the rage bonus and the attack bonus twice? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Quick maths here. Twenty-eight points of damage. Wow! Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's. A ton of damage. Um, describe it because you absolutely eviscerate this thing. Playing a barbarian is fun. Oh, yeah, <laughs> what does it look like as you eviscerate this thing? Uh, yeah, so she, like I said, she like, she swiftly just puts that flail back. She has the great axe out now and she swings it just like over her head and just like right into his head and then swings it back around her and does it one more time like right in the same gash that she hit like perfectly like in the same as you, gash as you whip the massive uh great axe around with these huge two uh, these two massive motions you cut two of the tentacles off the head which just yeah to either side and the creature just and shakes in agony and blood just purple blood just rains down on you guys which is not what prince meant when he sang purple rain but it is an interpretation um <laughs> next up dane malane what are you doing malane uh, i'm 
using my little wolf spying pressure to hit this <laughs> mega grick, hopefully. Did you move uh, within range or did you just smack it from back there? Uh, you can. He's, he's within 10 feet, right? So Ooh, I've got that yeah, five foot reach. I'm, sure. I'm gonna let Poppy take that damage. Uh, <laughs> Kara. Or go ahead. Does a 17 hit? A 17 does not hit. Okay, but a 24? A 24 will hit. Good, good, good. Come on, come on, come on. 91, let's oh, go. Yeah. Oh my God. Let's go. Rolling this hot, hot damage. Uh, I'll do 10 points of damage with my wolf spine bar Dang. thing. How do you want to do this? Oh, Dane seeing the awesome like destruction of both the tentacles from this other thing, like grabs his spine and slams it right onto its head. And again, like it's it's a large creature, right? Yes. It, he, I'm gonna like oh, I'm like sure. throw my spine, pull myself closer to it, and just yes. kind of like keep bashing it until it's awesome. Dead. As you <laughs> into the front of it, you literally carve out part of its center, and as the flesh like spills open. falls to the side of you. Okay. Um, and it is dead. That was awesome. Let's uh, go. Levels are off of the field. Um, we now go to the Grix turn. Natural uh, 20 against the saving throw, so <laughs> it'll take half damage from Bulgrix spell. Still dies! <laughs> um, so the Alpha Grix, like, falls over dead. And the other Grick like turns its head to the side, looking kind of like surprised and stunned. And then like just 30 ethereal eeks just dart up to an all until it's until it's dead. And in a pile. And Bulgrug, uh, looking the wrong way, with blood pouring from multiple sides of his head, goes, and take that. <laughs> and you guys are out of combat. Heck yeah. Kara, how's the hail? It was not good. How big is it? I mean, it's definitely like small, but it was coming down very hard Ooh. and a lot. So I don't even know what my car looks like. Oh no, I hate Everything's that. fine. Are you okay? Did you go potty? Yeah, <laughs> all over the ground. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys are standing in a large chamber with a bunch of dead gricks. Um, a swirling portal at the other side, and uh, a just room filled with gold and silver and what other other items might lay there. Can I do a investigation check for anything that looks really cool? Like, <laughs> yeah, make an investigation check. Like an item or something. I don't know, something that looks cool. Can I get a perception check to make sure this is the real gold? Mm. Uh, you don't even need to make one. You're standing okay. in it. It's very okay. good. It was making shit. I've been fooled once before. I got an eight. Beautiful. Um, you are overwhelmed by gore and gold. Sick. It's hard, it's hard to make something out of the mess, genuinely. It's yeah. it's a the whole chamber is filled with it. Eek's I, uh, gonna start oh I was gonna ask Eek real quick before she goes in and be like, You wanna look at that portal thing? Cause it's got it's got wet, mad magic vibes from it. Uh Oh, I, I can do that. I don't know much about magic. Oh, you could have fooled me. 
You came in throwing all that color? I don't know. It looked magical to yeah. me. Brave that was pretty baby. cool. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Honestly, probably the most important moment of the fight, if I had to I, guess. I think so, too. I think it really changed the tides. Or, in a way, the largest contribution. And Balrog is he's talking to you, Eek, but just, just a little right of where you should be. Okay. Good Are work. you just can't see me. <laughs> are, okay, I'll walk over there. Are more of those things going to, like, come out of the portal? <clears throat> Eek, um, you walk toward it, and uh, as you look through, it's it's like this swirling mix of purple and green and gray and as you look at its center, you don't like it's just kind of smears together in darkness and its edges. It looks like the rock is like melting into it in ribbons and like sort of being pulled apart as it meets its center. Um, and hold on, I realized I didn't put any other new music up. So um, quick, talk about something. Oh, crazy how this gold is so gold like. Yeah, it's like there's like yeah, so guess... much of it. Why have you suddenly become <laughs> Midwestern? Ah, it's, it's really hard to keep an accent, you know. That is true. Maybe we should like start putting it in our bags, I guess. I might guess, take yeah. a bit. That might be a good idea, yeah. I can clean it all too if you want me to. Oh, that would be great. Probably don't I want some mucus on all it. Of the mucus on it, like not caring at all about this. Like Oh, oh, we need to not put the mucus filled ones in there. Oh, I don't okay. feel like Thumbnail would be cool with that, but um oh. EQ do some quick prestidigitating and or you guys have to spend a while on it, but the goal is clean enough. Wait, what about the um, portal? Sorry. But as you walk across the room and you look at the portal, as you move closer, the image consolidates and hardens and formulates. And you hear like, <laughs> whispering all around you. And I'm going to go ahead and put an image in the reference tab. In more in reference, I've sent an image. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. That's, that's not that's not good. You look through the space. And what you see is an impossible swirl of colors. Matter and solid object pulling up toward itself. The landscape is growing, swirling and changing. You see solid stone or metal-like material shifting and dancing as though it were living, twisting, pulling upward into large columns of strange material, making strange spires and twisted towers with themselves that look like, like what seems to be a tower takes a strange curvature and dips inward and looks as though it's a tentacle and then branches out into strange limbs but all solid object. And as you stare at, everything is still. It is all frozen. You think? Did it move? No. There are strange branches and fibers of light. A red, melting sky of clouds. Changes between oranges and yellows and deep blood reds. There are thin green lines that reach up toward the sky. And sometimes you can't tell where the sky begins, where the sky ends and the land below begins. The material is all fibreless and tendriless, so that structures far away seem solid, but as you look at them more closely, they're made of many materials. 
and the landscape just seems unsettling and changing and confusing. And as you look at it, your head hurts. You feel like you're looking into the face of madness. That's what's through the portal. I think I'm probably just going to stare at it for a while. Yeah? Yeah. Eek, would you make an intelligence saving throw for me? Ten. Luck has to run out eventually. <laughs> bum bum. Very evil, sinister sound. As you stare into the into the, the hole, eek, the portal, your pupils kind of slowly constrict. Your eyes grow wider. As you all watch eek, as she's looking at this portal, again, at a distance, you can't see it clearly. It's all just swirling Carlos to you all, but as she gets closer, her shoulders slacken. Everything kind of grows loose, and she just kind of stands there. And eek, you start to see every bit of the landscape more clearly. You pull all into detail. You become consumed by the imagery. You see more of it. You focus on more of it. And it frightens you. You become more absorbed by it, more unable to look away. You start to hear in your mind. Whispers. These strange noises. And you try to blink, but you can't. Your body's kind of locked in place. It's just not moving, just frozen, staring at it. And you hear this very strange, soft. Garbled through the message, and you feel complete consumption by what you're looking at. You forget everything. You forget everything. You feel only the numbing, consuming imagery of this landscape. And you are frozen in place. So do we notice that she's like kind of in a trance? No, she walked up and just stood still, relaxed. Bulgur goes, "Eek, are you all right?" Kind of walks up a little concerned, looking at her. Kind of starts to look toward the portal. An image starts to shift together to him, not to you all. He looks away from him. He looks to Eek. Looks to you. Your face is just slack, staring into it, like a kind of grimace of fear on your face. He waves his hand in front of your face, but there's no reaction. Eek, can you hear me? Eek, you hear nothing. Should we pull her away, or...? Yes. Bulgur just kind of picks up your shoulders and pulls you away. Your face freely moves away. And as your face turns away, Eek, all you see is that image before and then Bulgar kind of moves you in front of you in front of him eek can you see me eek? and as you're sort of jostled back and forth eek you blink hard and the image just kind of flashes a few more times in your mind you see more 
swirling colors and eventually it kind of dissipates and you go back to seeing the room around you I'm I'm okay Eek, are you okay? Yes What happened? Are you all right? What did you see? What's in there? Um just like a lot of uh I don't know, something scary. But like nothing at all either. And sometimes if if I like blink long enough I can see it still. Mm. I don't see anything good from that. Let's let's get rid of it. Well, Sounds like a good idea, off. yeah. He throws it at the portal and it just <laughs> inside. That didn't work. Wait, what did he throw at the portal? Just a rock. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Can we break the sides of the portal? Like, are there any inscriptions on the sides of the wall and stuff? That's an interesting possibility. Bogor gets kind of close. And then as he gets close, he kind of shakes his head and looks away, and he looks to the edges. He looks back to you guys. The rock is melting. Is there something we should do about that? Or It's melting? Like the pillars? Or pulling apart, or... Are there pillars on either side? Has he started the stairs? Head and, and kind of walks away. I don't like being close to it. No, it's just a. It's just part of the wall. Oh, it's like... Okay, part so it's wall. like on the wall. Yeah, it's just okay. in the wall. Well, I'd say we get the gold and we head on out of here. If I yeah. just keep shoveling portions of the gold into my bag until it stops. Yeah, maybe well, we just stop looking yeah. at it. Like, he's a distance away now, and he keeps staring at it. Eek, I feel like we should get rid of that, but I don't know how. I agree. Um... Uh, anyone have any, like, boom-boom things that explode the rock and crumble the, this side of the cave? Mm. I have a dead cockroach, a human <laughs> skull, a compass, a blight arm. Two more blight arms. I have. Oh, I have two more diamonds. That's nice. I have a large tarp. Oh, I have a papoose. Let me know if anyone wants to ride in a papoose on the way back. <laughs> I, have... I don't think I would fit in there. Um, what if we put the tarp over it? He looks at it. He looks back to you. I don't know if the tarp is going to do it. Plus, I like the tarp. Um, <laughs> I have some faces from some lights. I have. Is there any like um? like chalk marks around it like Make I saw in the last one. Technique. A dirty 20. A dirty 20. Um, Eek, you inspect it closely and you don't see anything. Mm. Um, but as you get near it, your brain gets a little fuzzy again and you hear the whispers. I'm going to start taking everyone else's bags because I don't know if anyone else is shoveling gold. Yeah, you're, you're getting the job done, Dana. I'm just like, I, I think we just got to get the gold. I don't know what y'all are. Like, I, I wish I could have any magic to dispel it or something, but I don't, I don't know how that works. Uh, uh, Poppy is... He starts shoveling gold in, but he keeps looking back to the portal, thinking... 
Poppy keeps shoveling stuff in, but she keeps looking back at Eek and Mulgrog, like, Mulgrog, okay. Can't you, like, talk to your god or something? I don't know. Hmm. She operates when she feels it appropriate. So, I don't, I don't. Do you guys have one of those, like, things? I don't remember what they're called. They're like a rock or something, and, um... I got like. If you like talk into it though, you can like talk to a friend. You what? guys what? have one of those? What are I've you talking about? I think that I think somebody would go crazy if they talked into a rock. No, it's like you talk into the rock, and if you think about your friend, like the friend will hear it in their head. What on earth are you talking about? I you think my friend Jim Bob did that when he was really drunk. Is he the dead one? No, no, that was Jimmy. That was Jimmy. He yeah, but but oh, if he was really drunk, then he probably didn't know what he was doing, right? He was just talking into well, a rock. I've like heard of. I people. mean, that's what I thought. Oh, but... is the talking into rock something? Is it like a drunk thing? Or... No, I think like my friend had one. It was like a rock, and it was like really smooth, and it would like light up, and it would be in. It would like put her in her friend's mind. And that sounds like a really probably... powerful rock. While Bulgrug is standing, Bulgrug is standing surrounded by dead aberrations from a far realm uh, in a room full of gold underneath an island underneath a Kefkin base with a swirling portal behind him. He goes, be realistic, Poppy. This is serious matters. That doesn't sound like it exists. Rocks How big are... does the bag of holding open to? Oh, pretty big. Like two foot across. And okay, I'm going to I'm going to just hold some gold coins over it. What happens? Does it like get sucked in or like no, does it just, just in your hand? You just drop them in, right? Yeah. I love this song, by the way. Thank you. What would happen if we put the portal into the bag of holding? Mm. It's an try. Is the bag of holding a portal in and of itself? I haven't actually ever asked these questions. I, I kind of just put things how in bags. We, how would we do it? Like hold it and then like, like push it onto it? We could try. But then, like, we can't have... Will we still be able to get all the rest of the stuff in the other three bags? If we're going to try that, we need to make sure that we dump all of the gold out of that bag. Because well, yeah. Because Thin Mint wants all of the gold. Yeah. I think I... Have I filled two bags by now? Uh, sure. You filled, you filled the third bag. bag. You filled huh? a bag. You I filled, filled a bag. bag. I'm grabbing you. someone else's bag to help okay. someone. Poppy still has hers, but she... um. Sure. Hasn't she put hasn't put like she put like a couple gold in it. If you want to try with yours, you certainly could. Um, yeah, I can't. And she like reaches just in don't. and takes out the gold and throws it. Okay. Just don't like look into it. Um, yes. Okay. Well. If I open the bag, will it like how big is it compared to the portal? You get to about like the portal is about like three feet across, and the opening of the bag is about two. Oh. But you can say that. I mean, you can. Okay. Yeah. Try. Who knows? She, okay, so she takes the bag, okay. and she cautiously walks up to the portal, and she, like, even though it's, like, on the wall, she, like, tries to start at, like, the top and covers it and, like, tries to push it over. Okay. Um, uh, could you give me a, uh, strength saving throw? Okay. Oh, that's a 15. All right. So you 
open up the bag and you hold it up to the edge of the uh of the portal nothing happens then it gets closer and starts to shake and Bulgrug goes well be careful puppy i don't know and as he starts to walk toward you from some distance back you take a step forward and the bag pulls to the edge of the portal as the two interdimensional space touch the two interdimensional spaces touch and they and the edges of the bag get pulled to the side and begin like stretching and you can hear the fabric and again some of the gold coins like like kind of getting pulled toward that part of the room and start to like vibrate and shake Bulgur kind of walks towards you and before he can do anything the bag is like the whole bag is like suction compressed until it's one flat layer of fabric up against the opening of the portal and you get pulled up to the edges and you are pulled your chest like all the way to the fabric as your arms go through the portal and like your arms are pulled through your chest is pushed up against the fabric and your face is pressed up against the edge and your eyes are right up against the edge of the fabric the dimension to the other portal like millimeters away from your face your hair pulled through to the other end realm and as your hair is pulled through you watch your hair pull longer into long strands like fabric that pulls outward and your fingers like kind of dissolve away from you into lines and measures and your arms are like starting to twist and wire and you like you can't even scream as your face is up against the edge and your eyes look into that horrible landscape Can I not close my eyes and twisting no you cannot I can't close my eyes. I can't attempt to... No, but you can make an intelligence saving throw for me if you want. Oh, it was cocked. That is... That is really not good. That's a five. Wait, you have have inspiration. I don't have inspiration. I used it. It's a five. With a five in your mind, Poppy, you hear... I am... I am not far at all. I'm going to swim. I am not smith-beast. And as those whispers into your head, your mind melts. Your eyes slacken. Your pupils dilate wide. Poppy's body relaxes as her arms are still being, like, sucked forward in hair. And Bulgard rushes toward you and goes, Puppy! And, like, reaches his arms around you and starts trying to pull your torso as, like, gold is trying to, like, ding, 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 across the room toward that point. And there is one big... And, um... I'm gonna roll a d100. Okay. There is a deafening... And all of the gold shifts backward in the room. Bulgrug is thrown backward. And he rolls across the gold. All of you are knocked off of your feet. Pushed backward. Poppy, you are thrown backward. The bag of holding ceases to exist as it is pulled apart into its fundamental particles. And the portal just... And there's like all the dust in the room. Lifts up. And it begins... Settling back down. Each of you sort of like... <coughs> coughs. And I would like everyone there to take... Um, four points of force damage. Uh-huh, uh-huh. As you all blink, there's one less bag of holding. On the wall, the stone is just smooth. The portal is gone. Thank God. All of the... But... 
where the stone in the whole room is normal, that piece of the wall, the stone is moved and swirled into strange patterns all over itself. Like, not one line of mineral makes sense. It's like spaghetti on the wall. It was thrown in one <laughs> The bag is gone. Bulgorg, like, coughs and his ears are ringing. He can't hardly hear. Some of you guys are partially deaf right now. You hear the, like, that high, trill din in your ears. You blink. Poppy, you sit up. perceive the room around you. Dane, you look over at Poppy. She is sitting up. From the shoulder down on each arm is gone. Blood is pouring out. Oh, pouring out. That's horrible. That's not on good. Her, on her shoulders. And she has no arms. Ah. Uh, bewildered. Uh, also, there's no hair on the front of her forehead. All of it's shorn away. Uh, uh, Poppy? Poppy. Poppy. He runs uh, over and he's going to cast um, a second level because that's the highest level he has left. Cure wounds on you. It's okay, Poppy. You just keep looking at me. I'm going to like go in front uh, of Poppy and just be like, look at me, Poppy. You're doing okay. <laughs> you're gonna gain he's not talking. Of... I think she's in shock. You're going to oh, gain funny. 11 points of healing, Poppy. You're also going to take, uh, I rolled the D100. You're going to take 24 points of force damage. So it's good that it was okay, a low so... roll because it could have killed you instantly. Okay, so... Okay, so 24 points of damage. Four damage, but then 11 okay. points of healing back. So 13 points of damage. Poppy, we're gonna make it through this. You're gonna, you're just gonna, it'll be okay. Uh, I like look at Bulgrug and I'm like, do you have something to cover up that bleeding with? Bulgrug, well, so as Bulgrug lays his hands on her and whispers uh, to his to his amulet of uh, Lyra, the magic flows over her and the blood sort of like congeals on her arms and some skin grows over. She doesn't have any arms, but stumps have stopped bleeding. Okay. 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 We can... This will be okay. We're gonna be okay. Okay, Poppy? Poppy, Dane is in front of you. No. A man is in front of you. You're not sure who. No! He's in front of you. No! Poppy? And there are sounds, but you don't understand the words. Oh, that's not good at all. You're not sure where you are. You don't know who any of these people are. And you don't understand what anyone's saying. Can I try to talk? Go ahead. Uh, um, I I say uh, uh, I, I I try to say at least uh, what happened? Where am I? Poppy turns to you all with a shocked expression. She says, "Um, um, nonsense comes out. Nonsense. Okay. So Poppy, not you hear out of your own ears. You don't understand what you're even saying." And you hear very softly at the edge of your ears. You won't find me, but you won't have peace. You will be empty of affection. I'm gonna touch her forehead. Oh wait, you go first. Oh, I was just gonna say, are you saying something specific that I should be understanding? I don't know. 
Well, no, because like I'm saying because like I can't hear you over the mic. So I don't know if are you you speaking English or not? Yeah. Like, are you speaking English or not? Like, tell me if it's gibberish or not. (laughs) Huh. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Okay. What about earlier? A retroactive. Uh, Zach. I don't think so. Okay, so, so it will, was. Just... You can roll. You can roll a history check if you want to. I know I'm not gonna remember. Or you could, I... if you didn't have an intelligence score right now, of two. Oh. Right now, you do not know your name. You do not know who you are. You do not know who anyone else here is. Excuse me. You have an intelligence score of four. Four. God. So much. Better. You also have a charisma score of four. You also have a wisdom score of four. Uh, do, do you think we should do something for? Uh, 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 I, I don't. I can put her to sleep. And do you think that would be like a soft that's a gra- reset? That's a, that's a great idea. We should put her to sleep and carry her out. Olgrog okay. just looks confused and shocked. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast sleep. Okay, go ahead and cast sleep. Okay. At the highest level you can. Yep, that's only level you know, one. You know what levels are? Perfect. <laughs> what um uh what does the casting look like, Eek? Uh, I think it's just gonna be like manic little tendrils like wrapping around her brain, of brown and that's green. Or not her brain, but her head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What do you roll for total hit points? Uh, five d eight. What hit points are you at, Poppy? If I don't, if I can know. Forty. I mean, yeah, the players can talk. Okay. Whoo. Nope. Thirty-seven. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Spell fells. Poppy, you're not sure how to talk, but you feel fear. You keep seeing that landscape flash in your eyes. Uh. The following hours are not fun. Poppy remains confused, dazed. She whispers incoherently. And eventually the blood loss, even though stemmed, knocks her unconscious. You all gather the gold and the gems in the room. Also, you find some fun magic items. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Let's... Wait, does um, it all fit in the three bags? I'll get to that in a second, Jackie. Just calm down. Nothing's happening. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Does someone want to roll a d4 minus one for me? I... I would love to, unless you would like D3, to. D3, just roll a D3. Yeah, really. I have a D3. Come on, good number. One. Uh, you all find a potion of hill giant strength. Okay. So you know that later on that could be traded. Um, someone also finds a rope of entanglement. That's good. In fact, we'll say Bulgrug finds it, and he's going to offer it to Eek. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, with a little less joy and happiness than usual as Poppy stands on one side of the room staring at a wall, mumbling incoherently um, before she later passes out. You all get 
all of the gold into the bags, and then you need to use every bag and every pouch and every pocket on yourselves, double wrapped and double downed, but you manage to get all the gems in there. You stuff those bags with holding full. However the big, those, the, the pocket spaces they lead to are much bigger than the bags themselves. They're huge. Yeah. It takes a lot of prestidigitating, a lot of separating, guts away from creatures and cold, but eventually you get every last item and gem in there. Does anyone steal anything? No. Uh, for okay. my understanding, though, the, the magical items, were those also included in the... Um, gold and stuff. told you that when you came back, you could barter part of your earnings for Okay, items. for different things. Okay. Um, Never mind. So I will, I'll just write it down, but most likely will be given away. And you all swim back out of the entrance from when you came. The rope's still tied, so it's very easy That's to get good. back out. Um, it is a horrible experience for Poppy, who does not remember it, um, because she practically drowns on the way out. Um, Great. Uh, because she can't comprehend the necessity to hold her breath but Balgrog does everything short of reviving her when you guys get out to the other side and she's okay Ern falls quiet and it is a harrowing journey to wait on the rock overnight until later on in the evening your boat comes back and you enter back onto it Motomoto is fine um, and he did That's figure all out that really matters a smart rat had a little bit of cheese um, <laughs> the boat driver is prepared to say something about how long you all took or some smart comment, but when he sees Poppy without arms muttering incoherently, he chooses to shut his mouth. <laughs> In the boat ride back over the course of six days is hard. It's quiet. It is still. After the fifth day, Poppy's intelligence, charisma, and wisdom scores increased to six. Look at me, you guys! And she is capable once more of speech. Bulgrog tries quite a bit of castings in the intermediary time, but no amount of cure wounds, of lesser restoration of anything, solves it. After the sixth day, the Olibon in sight up ahead, Poppy begins to regain knowledge of who she was vaguely. You know your name? You know where you're from. You know your close family members. You remember your sister, who is gone to the Aslanian mainland for a week and will be back to Alaban by the end of the week, where you intend to wait for her, so that we don't need to say things for Abby. And um, you remember these people who are with you. You remember that they're your constituents, allies, friends, something like that. You remember the basics of your personality everything else's details in every quiet moment there's a soft whisper that you're pretty sure you don't hear but you couldn't swear you don't in every alleyway you look into every still wall you stare at for a moment you swear you don't see that landscape but you couldn't be sure you will cut back in at the morning of the seventh day, having returned with all of your booty, having dropped the off none of our arms. The, of the night to the brass chalice. <laughs> all right, Kara, take your dirty inspiration. Um, you dropped off the bags in the night to the brass chalice, and the guards told you that you could come back the next day and speak with the brass hand for the sake of roleplay. And um, 
at, at any point, if anyone wants to cut out early for the evening, they can. But we'll open back up with Bulgrug, Eek, um, Poppy, and Dane, assuming no one's left. Um, having spent a night in um, the uh, Busted Tankard, I think? I think that's the... Uh, or is it the Cracked Glass? No, What's Busted the, Tankard. The Busted Tankard. The, um, uh, the tavern in Alaban. And we will uh, come back in with... Uh, with each of the members waking up there. And um, give me just one second to find some music that is appropriate for this. Give me just a second. Breathe. Hold. Hold. So is my Hold. intelligence, wisdom, and charisma back up to normal, or is it no, still at it's six? At eight. Oh, it's at eight now. Yes, ma'am. And we come back in in an environment surrounded by pleasure, of which you all may or may not be feeling a great deal a week after your ordeal at the island. And you all await about noon when you were told to return to the Brass Chalice. Um, the Busted Tankard is filled with denizens further into the summer. Um, weeks after the fungi have left, it has only increased in population as the island is beginning to fill with trade and the tavern is packed with people. Um, you all have found a corner booth um, stroking a truly obese Moto Moto as he chows down on some bread you guys have each had food, you have had mead or water, depending on your preference at this time of morning and um, you all are sitting in the booth awaiting um, the noonday sun when you will go meet with them what are you all doing? also um Poppy, you have been getting used to life without arms. Um, uh, your friends have been helping you quite a bit. And uh, Bulgrog and Eek have been instrumental. I can't speak for Dane, but Bulgrog and Eek. Uh, Bulgrog has, his chipper demeanor has grown. He continues to crack jokes, but he is, he stays by your side constantly. Um, yes. Is there an artificer in the town? No. In fact, you're not quite sure what an artificer is. Okay, we don't know artificers exist. Um, yeah, sorry. But valid question. Do other people other than artificers make? Like, <laughs> you can make a very high history DC DC history check for me. Because we'll decide right now you're from somewhere in the earth and balloon. Uh, do we still have the hands? I did not. On your, I did on not get a high one. What'd you get? I got a three. Okay. Um, so, Poppy, you are um, being, you have, Bulgrog is feeding you um, uh, bits of fish on a spoon, if you will take them. Yeah. And you all the sip, and music is playing around you, and you are sitting in a booth without arms. So how much, okay, has my memory come back more of anything that happened that night, or no? You, you remember, you remember everything that night up and. You remember the bat. You remember putting the bag on the portal, and you don't remember anything after that. Okay. And you don't particularly remember the boat ride back. Okay. And but there I are like specific okay. details about your life you cannot recall. You remember the important things. You remember the really solid core memories. You know who the people very important you are, and you vaguely remember these three strangers. And you've had about twenty-four hours right now to talk to them, and um, uh, and 
but everything in the last month is pretty fuzzy. They've given you they've given you the essential the essential details to know the basics of what's going on. Yeah, she's not talking much. She's just feeling great. Like she feels like a burden that she's having for them to have to like Bulgrog being like beating her. Bulgrog has remained um, optimistic, but much less a tripper. It's just rather serious. Um, and you guys are all at breakfast. How, how did um, everyone sleep? He, he picks up the plates and takes about Sleep has been okay. Yeah, yeah. Says Motomoto. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. been sleeping under the bed. Mm, yeah, I'm sure that's comfortable. I kind of just like keep awkwardly staring at Poppy, seeing if she'll talk, but knowing that she probably won't but kind of just like yeah uh, sleep's all right for me too yeah yeah it, yeah not yeah i haven't um it hasn't been like much Poppy, as they talk to you, and the music plays at the edge of every note, at the finish of every stanza and bar, you can feel how the different tones and sounds could be stitched together to make whispers. You can't quite hear them, but you're aware of them. At the corner of your periphery and every vision, you can see where the objects could melt away into distinct shapes, but they don't. You're just almost aware of it every moment. It's really tough. Ah. Uh, well, what are you gonna ask for, um... Uh, uh, as he, like, stammers, and he's like, eat. Kind of like the the rope. What are you gonna ask the wizard? <laughs> the the what? The, the yeah yeah. Ah yeah, ropes are real good. They're real helpful. Yeah. I really like ropes, but also, um, I mean, just really anything small. I like rocks too. Well, those, are, those are good things to ask for. Yeah. What are What are you gonna ask for? I kind of like stare into the ground and I like look up and he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm cooking something up in my mind to ask. Yeah. I don't know yet. Um, I mean, I'm sure just a tenth of that gold would be enough to get me and Murano out of here uh, for the rest of our lives. Um, but you know, gosh darn, I don't know. I, I just haven't figured it out yet. I kind of like drum my fingers on the table and I'm like Pop. You know Thimnan uh, knows some pretty powerful people um I mean I mean we've we've met a couple of them maybe they can help uh us Poppy Poppy's just kind of staring 
off. And then she kind of, I feel like, I want to say, like, she can't focus, like, on anyone's face. Like, as she, like, even though she wants to, like, she tries to look at you, Eek, and, like, it's not, like, it's, it looks like she's looking past you, even though she's looking at you. Um, and she just sits there for, like, one, like, a full minute. Um... Yeah, uh, uh, the money might help. I don't know. Um, like there has to be some someone he knows that's powerful enough. I, I've never seen uh, uh, like someone regrow. I. Um, I don't know. And then she just looks away and is like staring off at the space again. Eek, out of the peripheries of your vision, you can see over Poppy. Um, Bulgrug has delivered the plates minutes ago. And he's walked back into the stairwell and he's sat down on one of the steps and he's pulled out his holy symbol. And he's just sitting there with his forehead on his, on his holy symbol, rotating around in his fingers, muttering to himself. I'll just put my, like, hand on Poppy's leg. Tiny little child-sized hand. Yeah. I want to say she almost kind of jumps at it. Um, and then she just kind of, like, gives you, like, one of those, like, friendly nods and goes back to, like, staring in space. And eventually she says, um... Like... You guys don't have to, like, stick around, like, I don't, like, I'm not y'all's problem. Uh, actually, you kind of are, because Bullgrove already put you as a tally on his flask, so, I mean, technically you're a part of it. I wouldn't say problem's the right word. Friend is never a problem to help. I agree. I just, um, I, like, I don't want to be a burden. Um, but thank, like, thank you. Uh, a burden what? Like, uh, like flying on over the tree or, like, like Dane, out of the edges of, the, of your vision where you sit opposite to everyone, you watch the doors to the front of the tavern kind of like crack open, and two individuals slip in, both similarly dressed half-elven siblings in black stud leather armor, brass pins and left breast, and they're like two half-elven twins, and you know them, you met them recently, they're liaisons frequently to them, and their names are Heth and Half. And one of them nods to you all as if like saying like, he's ready for you. And then they both slip back out of the doors. I kind of get up and say, uh, I, I think we're good to go to talk. About this time, Bulgrog walks back over the table and he goes, Sorry about that, I had to settle the tab. Um, are we ready to go speak with Thibden? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, 
no time to go like now. He stands up and he parts his way through the room. You all walk. If you look up at the ceiling, and there's still a dent from where your acrobatics routine went wrong here. Um, nice. You guys pass out of the front door and you walk uh, down the street. And eventually, there is a. Um... <sighs> the building is hard to capture an exact description, but it is a long, um, still, thin building. Um, it's all wood stained so dark that it's almost black with um, very faint, lightly colored trim to its edges. And um, there's a single sliding door and a guard walking back and forth. And it's at the very end of this cobble, like like broken road street in this dingy little excuse for an island. You walk, walk toward the end of it eventually. A masked individual, a tall orc lady with a crossbow on her back as you get close. She nods and um, uh, she like the front of the roof in front of her as she stands up on the lip over the edge and the the rolling door rolls to the side and there's like a, an attendant there who waves you all in um no one looks fancy here everyone's just dressed in like some sort of criminal ilk attire you pass in and eventually you all enter into a very different kind of waiting room uh it is another sort of like pub like area but there's a single bar a lot of sitting uh desks uh, chandeliers overhead, but it is quiet. There is a, um, there is a, uh, like a fire with irons in it at one side of the room, and an individual just standing there with a smock, uh, some sort of, like, bizarrely in the middle of this, like, uh, uh, like, tavern waiting area. Um, you know, uh, Dane, as a, as an experienced criminal, that the Brass Company, um, depending on rights or wrongs, um, will sometimes brand people here in this space. Mm. So that is over there on the side of the wall. Um, there's a bartender, but you know, they don't address you. You all just wait and slowly but surely groups of individuals get up, walk to the door at the end of the room when summoned, enter, and walk back out. And slowly but surely, this room is silent. People are muttering, whispering to each other, but no one is speaking loudly. People are slowly but surely walking in and out of the room with a brass hand. And um, there is at the end of the room these two massive mahogany doors, and carved into them, inlaid in brass, is the relief of like a hand turned to the side and there is a black like jaguar looking tabaxi woman with curved swords on her back and heavy studded leather armor um, muscular she stands there attending the door she's waving people in and your group is waiting do you all do anything and wait as you wait or do you wait in silence yeah, you just wait in silence yeah, yeah. Be silent. do you all think that we all go in together or one at a time or how does this work I think we should probably go in together right we're all part of the job. We're all in this together, you could say. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could say, we're all in this together, you know? I start doing weird dance motions. Um, yeah, you're getting it. You're getting it. <laughs> you all wait. And you wait maybe half an hour more as different groups walk in and talk. And eventually, the lady at the door nods sternly to you all. Wait, is yeah. it a tabaxi? Yeah. It's the same one? Mm-hmm. Well, straight across the room and the massive doors. <clears throat> As you all pass in, there's a large room, tall, kind of taller than it looks from the outside, so the door, the floors must slowly dip down in here. There's a wide mahogany desk, a single window on one side of the room, tall and thin. There is a tall-backed... Um, 
uh, crimson leather uh, chair. Two chairs in front of the desk in which people can sit. A door on one side of the room. Otherwise almost featureless. Dark wood. Full of shadow. The only light from the room comes in from the window. And standing at the window, looking outward. Um, the tabaxi woman walks in, closes the door behind you. She stands on one side, but standing at that window is a tall, slender, lean, drow man. Some muscle on him, some thickness, but mainly quite lean. He's wearing very fine, very intricate, very well-balanced and well-styled, but practical-looking. Dark black stud leather, covered in a thousand very, very minute and fine, almost, almost entirely missable brass accents. He has a slight half cape on one side, a sword going down one leg, a couple of knives so well-styled and integrated into the armor, they almost look adorn- they look like adornments less than knives. He's standing there with his tall, well-structured, edifice-like face, looking out the window with long, straight silver hair falling around his shoulders. And you know this to be Thimnon in the brass hand who hired each of you. One of the most powerful crime lords in the world. And um, he's looking out the window. Turns and looks to you all and nods. He gestures. He looks toward the chairs. Letting you all sit. Okay, Dane, you go take a seat. I, I take a seat. Um, who takes the other chair? I don't think Poppy does. I think she would just stand. I can. Okay. Eek, you have to climb up onto it, but you do. Um, Volgorg stands on one side of Eek. I assume Poppy in, the, in between the two chairs. And Thimnon turns, pulls out the chair, and sits down. And he says, um, Good afternoon. Hello? How's it? It is well, Master Ding. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I continue in the conversation, DM, does my character know that I need to call this one Master Themden or Mr. Themden? He's, uh, he's very practical. Um, he's not one to be easily flattered. Um, from your very brief experience with him, you know him to be clever, reasonable. Um, his 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 legend precedes him um, as extremely dangerous and brilliant but you have found him in experience so far to be quite reasonable um very flat very emotionless uh very focused you find him to be rapaciously curious and he's not too concerned with titles he's very respectful but he doesn't it doesn't seem like he puts up with a lot of nonsense but it doesn't seem like he's demanding much acquiescence or obsequience do we know if, like, has anyone... Okay, we got in, what, last night? Yeah. So has anyone... Like, did we see anyone... We brought in the stuff, right? So do people... You like, dropped it. Yeah, we dropped it off. So do they know about, like, what happened or... You haven't spoken to anyone yet. Okay, we haven't spoken. Back next day. So as he says afternoon, he looks to you all. And, uh, oh, yeah, you have that small exchange, and he says... Um, so you, you know that he is just referred to as the Brass Hand... Or perhaps like Mr. Thimnon. You know, he's a faction leader, which is the highest position in the Brass Company. I say, um, Mr. Thimnon, uh, we're all here and accounted for, um, awaiting your, um, gracious words. He just 
looks over all of you for a second, kind of drinking in your imagery. I have counted my gold. I have taken inventory of my precious gems. Every item, every artwork is present. You might imagine that this is a simple task, but it would not have been the first time that someone denied what they promised. And from what I can see, he looks to you, Poppy, and he says, the effort seemed perilous. I must confess to you all. I lied to you. Your reward is not to be a tenth of the cut. It was a large sum of funds which you pulled from this cave. But I am more interested in skilled and loyal operatives. I could make its contents back in the time of a few weeks. I intend on giving you all a fifth of the treasures one. total for the sake of simplicity and math unless you request more exact numbers it was 45,000 gold your cut is 9,000 I assume to be split four ways among you Balgrug sort of interjects and says you can make it three he can die split money if that's okay with everyone else. I, I, I have no, um, no, uh, objections. So, uh, Poppy just nods. Timnin continues and says, that is to be 3,000 gold paid out to each of you then. And the tabaxi woman walks over with scales and begins divvying out bags of golds previously allotted. She makes some adjustments over the course of you speaking. There's a lot of clinking and clattering of coins as she counts quietly. And eventually, 3,000 gold is separated into three bags, which is being ready to be handed to you. And uh, he continues and he says, What's more, each of you has earned the right to select an item for my hoard. I have prepared a number. And he, uh, uh, he like opens a drawer at the side of his desk, pulls out the potion of hill giant strength, the rope of entanglement, <clears throat> iron bands of Bilara, and uh, a knife you all have not seen. And he closes it. If each of you all should desire an item, you may have it. And the gold is handed to each of you all. But before you make your choice, each of these items may be exchanged instead for a favor of reasonable worth. What do you desire? 
I'm gonna let Eek and Poppy desire first, and then I will go last. Is is there any way you can help my friend? And I look over to Poppy. I assume they speak of you. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, do you have any, like, <laughs> I doubt you have any extra arms lying around. <clears throat> he looks over you, carefully studying you, and he continues to say, Our traps were perilous, but... This is a very specific wound to have acquired. Yeah. I take it there were extraneous events which transpired in the cavern. Poppy kind of looks to the other members of the, the party and kind of then kind of shivers. Mm. As I feel like she probably like it probably flashes in her mind again. There's a sudden flash of the landscape just sort of <gasps> and like <laughs> flashes in your head. Uh, there was a, a, a portal that uh, we did not expect to be there, and uh, thankfully it was closed by our friend here, Pipe Poppy, but uh, 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 it did not come without a cost. Poppy just looks like really sheepishly, like, down. He strokes, he strokes his, like, squared chiseled chin she's an incredible fighter so <clears throat> poppy correct uh, yeah <clears throat> I know of an individual who creates Magical prosthetic limbs. In Olsen. In Port Resplendison. But his prices are not cheap. If you would swear your fealty to me for the ensuing month, prove your loyalty. I would have these arms delivered to you. At the end of which, your time with me may continue by your behest or cease at your free will. I do not mean to force you to pressure. I will gladly provide the information of this individual if you decline, excuse me, if you decline my request. Is this an interesting offer to you? He kind of stares out like the window, like the through, like through him almost, and then kind of looks at her, uh, like friends. She looks at Eek, and she takes a deep breath, and. Uh, Yeah, I, I mean, I 
Honestly, that sounds really good, I think. Um, I, from what I th think I know, um, like doing this is all I ever really want to do, so to be able to be like whole again and have that might be pretty nice. Um, Excellent. Yeah, it's, it's a deal. Um, just just uh, an additional thing, respectfully, um, I yes, think Murphy. that it might be she gets the limbs first before she does the month helping you because I mean personally I, I can't do much without any arms so um yes Miss Eek the limbs will be provided first okay it was just a little confusing I think thank you me. for your input a reasonable suggestion Poppy, like, sheepishly, like, for the first time you've seen, like, it's not much, but it's, like, the tiniest of, of smiles to eat. The arms will be delivered. Each of them is worth a thousand gold. I will consider them the worth of your service for the next month. When they arrive, your service may begin. Please remain in these premises. For more orders. That sounds fair. Mr. Dane, I know that you came here with business of your own. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, I was actually gonna ask for the same thing, and if I needed to give mine away, I could for my good friend here, but, um, you know, I may have accrued some debts in the past few years of my life. Um, perhaps to people you may know or to yourself as well. I don't know where my debts actually lie at anymore. Um, but, uh, if, if, if a favor could be done, perhaps the clearing of those debts, I would be be glad of but the, is this favor in addition to this money in my hand right now like I kind of like or is it in instead of the money in my hand right now I promise you the financial returns and so you shall have them I have offered the trade of these items for this favor you may select one of the items here or you may request of me what you have asked. Ah, uh, you know, and I kind of look down at my fists and like weirdly around my waist as like its own little holster now. It, this weirdly horrible weapon is on my side. You're walking around with the spine on your hip. Most people yeah, wouldn't even perceive so it. So cool. Art installation, maybe? <laughs> it's like a belt, you know? Yeah. Uh, a horrible, awful belt. 
Um, and I look, and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with my hands. Uh, but, um, you know, I think the cancelling of the debts might be pretty good. Um, I want to start a new life, and I gotta do it with Marana. Uh, uh, I don't want her to be caught up in my debts. So, I would like that, if that is possible. That you could owe to any extra legal entity within the earth and bloom, which I cannot cancel. Provide me the specifics after our discussions here of to whom you may owe your debts, and I will see them paid. Thank you. Miss Eek, Mr. Bullgrog. Yes. Would you take items, or do you seek favor? Um, what uh, do you think? Well, I don't know, Weak. Um, I know you like rope. I see rope there. Yeah. Um, rope is always tempting. Yeah. I also see shampoo in that bottle. What's <laughs> shampoo? But I do not have any hair, so that's probably not important. I already have a knife, so that doesn't seem essential. What do you think? Is there anything you want? Any favors? Or anything like that that feels important? I mean, I think I am good, but I don't want to pressure you. I mean, I guess we can take the rope if that's the last thing we have. I don't have any favors either. I don't really know very many people. I too think we are good, Mr. Thinmint, but a rope would probably be. Mm. We like rope, and that rope glows, so that feels important. Maybe we can use that for light, you know? Mm, yes. We would like the candle rope, please. <laughs> Mr. Thinmint. And every time he says Thinmint, the tabaxi woman snarls and bears a fang a little bit. But Thimnon just nods, seeming to understand that Bulgrug really can't help it. <laughs> Says, A rope of entanglement it shall be. And he pushes it toward Bulgrug, who picks it up and loops it around a belt. Here's an offer for you, though. And Eek, you get the tiniest little smirk out of one side of his mouth. Just a little a moment, and then it washes away. For the second time, and you're knowing this man. And he says, And what offer might you have for me? You give us the rope of entanglement, or we get to perform for you. As strongly as I desire that performance, my desk drawer should be emptied. Okay. Well, if ever you want it, it's I getting not. pretty good. Are you all in search of further work? Um, I, I, 
if you'd have me in a little meeting, maybe we can talk about that. But I want to see how much life I can live with my my lady first. I have shipments headed to Dwarm. And uh, Dane, you know that to be a Dwarven kingdom on the other side of the hemisphere, like far south. Away from the Empire, away from everything. And he says, If your partner is close, I could see that you are put onto that ship with your 3,000 gold. Whisked away to a new life. That might be a good idea. Let me. I'll ask her when I'm done here. We can speak more tomorrow. Bogrog, Eek. And Bogrog looks at you, Eek. Um. You know, Mister Thinman, this is an important connection we have made here. But I think that maybe. Maybe we have some old-fashioned hearing to do. And, um, we have some friends I might want to find at some point, so we'll, we'll go away toward them. And um, we'll, we'll probably come back again sometime to give that performance. Feminine nods, he says. Well then, thank you, each of you. Dane, I shall speak with you later. Yes, Mr. Thunder. He nods as if to dismiss you all. Poppy. Yeah. Would you remain for a moment? Yeah, of course. And the tabaxi woman ushers Bulgrug and Eek and Dane out with their... I feel like it would have taken me a moment to realize that that's what's happening. <laughs> and yes, the tabaxi woman leads Dane out of the room. <laughs> you continue to sit there in the chair I assume kicking your legs yeah eventually the tabaxi woman walks over and just points an arm toward the door as if to say like get out I'll just like duck my head like so okay <laughs> and the last moment of the episode will be here and um as you sit in the chair Poppy uh Thimnon continues to talk to you and he says um I take my agreements seriously, Poppy, so I shall honor ours. I have a question for you, for which I have no form of adequate payment. You are in no way behest to answer me. But tell me, what did you see in that portal? And that's where we'll end uh, Iron and Brass. Uh, so, listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Jackie, Kara, Daniel, any final thoughts for the people at home, the weirdos? Yeah, what the heck was the portal? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Find out next time. <laughs> Find out next time on Phineas and Ferb. Um, <laughs> also, I want to see... I want Zach to now do Poppy's voice and have the double amputee 
brass company person somehow. Oh my goodness, an NPC for the fun guys. Somehow get into with the fun guys. <laughs> oh my goodness, guys. Um, well, patrons, thank you for listening. Y'all's is awesome. I don't know what order I'm going to release our one shots in, but I think I'm going to put this one out before another one we recorded recently with Colton. Um, so we have we have just we have a lot of sick stuff in the works. Um, we probably need to do another third watch soon, but we've, uh, yeah. uh, first of all, I mean, the campaign episodes have been awesome. Have they not? Thank you guys for your patience with my extremely marginal editing. 72 was kind of rough in some spots, but 73 is a lot better. And 74 is the best I've edited in any episode. It sounds great, I think. Um, uh, we've got some Patreon shorts coming out. I'm making some, uh, I'm going to make, I have no promises on timeframes, but I'm going to make some songs out of bizarre audio clips I've pulled from players and episodes. <laughs> Um, oh, no, ridiculous. Uh, a uh, including a compilation of oopsie poopsies, and that doesn't mean anything to you all because I cut those out of the podcast. But um, you're you're gonna figure out what they are. Um, and uh, so all sorts of good stuff coming. Uh, and if you've enjoyed this one shot, there are more. Um, we're really gonna be yeah. bringing your money's worth on the Patreon. Um, if you have people you like this podcast, please tell other people about it. Um, and uh, if you so desire, feel free to um. You know, you don't need to be weird or try and sell anything to anyone. But if people are interested, let them know about the Patreon. It's uh, it's the most meaning, it's the most directly tangible way to support the podcast and help uh, financially back it. Um, Daniel, thank you for being here and being a special yeah. guest again. For what is this? Your fun fourth time on the podcast? I think so. Well, yeah, third time because the the third one didn't count, right? Oh, oh. <laughs> Daniel will be back at some point for um, Saved by the Spell one and a yeah. half. I uh, have to say, I'm always honored to play with Daniel and Kara, especially together, because you guys are <laughs> such like veteran players, and I still feel like a little baby player. And y'all's knowledge of this wonderful game that we play is astounding every time I play with you. So I appreciate that. I feel that. the same way, but towards y'all too. <laughs> That's nice. It doesn't make sense in Jackie's uh, game, but that's fine. I uh, feel like we're at the same level. No, I know. I'm just joking. Uh, I feel like we're all in a big, pretty big group of cool peoples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, life's an incredible adventure, listener, and you are a very important part of it. All together now. Skibbity wabbina. Nice, Daniel. Bada. <laughs> bada bing bada boop. Mm, raccoon. <laughs> it's still going. The recording is still going. I'm gonna fuck it till he stops.